the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. We have been talking about revival. One of the greatest characteristics of revival is unity. Last week we started our discussion about unity. Let's continue, but first let's pray. Oh Lord, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Lord, we just thank you and praise you that you raise the bar for us so that we can live and focus and have a goal of unity, a goal that will direct our paths and our our behavior and our mouth and our thinking. So, Lord, uh, we just ask in the name of Yeshua that you would give us a great time today as we discuss your desire for unity that for us. And so we bless you, praise you and honor you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. So we've renewed uh, our radio program for the coming year. So that's great. But uh, last year we fell short financially and we're hoping that uh, in prayer, as we believe that God will make up the difference this year as we pay for the airtime. Besides praying, if you'd like to help us financially, call our office 813-831-5673 or go to our website, heartofmessiah.org and donate there. I believe we have uh, important teachings to bring to the Tampa Bay area. I pray you will help us with this ministry. Also, I'd love to see you help us as we've fallen kind of uh, stagnant with helping the Ukraine, the Messianic Jewish people in Ukraine. And we're $7,000 short of sending another $10,000. So um, though the media has lost interest in the people of Ukraine, I pray that you and I have not. So please help us. We would appreciate it. Actually help them. 100% of the money goes to the Ukraine people. Last week, we talked about unity, and what is something that brings unity? Well, obviously, reconciliation and forgiveness. I'd like to focus on the reconciliation portion in 2 Corinthians 5.18. It says, now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Messiah and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So God has given us a ministry 
And it's the only place where I know that it talks about a ministry that God has given us, and it is reconciliation. So obviously, it is important to him. And that is, in verse 19, it says, And Messiah God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has entrusted the message of reconciliation to us. So now the second part of that idea of reconciliation is not counting people's trespasses against us because we're doing this like Messiah. Amen. Okay. Verse 20. We are therefore ambassadors for Messiah as though God were making his appeal through us. Wow. We beg you on behalf of Messiah, be reconciled to God. He made the one who knew no sin to become a sin offering on our behalf, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So Yeshua does it first, and then we become the righteousness of God as we follow in his footsteps. These scriptures in our heart motivates us to move forward to unity. Reconciliation leads to unity. It's our the heart of, of Messiah. We always look for chances for reconciliation and unity. God shares his heart so often in scripture that we really have to be self-absorbed not to see it, right? Colossians 3, 12 through 15. Therefore, as God's chosen people, okay, so he's, he's telling us we're God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. Now, what does he say? Clothe yourselves in tender compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other if anyone has a grievance against another just as the lord pardoned you so also you must pardon others i feel that's pretty clear right it might feel like we're repeating but god is trying to get us to understand in our thick brains that tender compassion kindness humility gentleness patience patience and forgiveness are things that we need to to focus on verse 14 then says but above all these things put on love which is the bond of perfect harmony or perfect unity let the shalom of messiah rule in your hearts so uh, to this shalom you were surely called in one body also be thankful. So we're seeing here that perfect unity is the definition that in this verse that God's saying is love. And you can't ignore the obvious unless you, your will is, is more important than God's. So uh, we have to decide to make unity a goal in our life. It will not happen unless Every day we are saying in our minds, in our hearts, and we're praying about it, God help me to be in unity with people this day. So my purpose is so far to say the, how important it is to desire unity. Um, this is an area we're going to struggle in. Our emotions are going to take us different places and distract us. However, there's some attributes of God that should be among our greatest desires. So faith and hope develop love and love and humility develop unity. 
Now, this is going to be a little different for you, but I'd like to take Acts 15 and talk about unity from this perspective. It's an important chapter, I know, but and, and, and for many reasons, but I'm sure you've never thought about it as a chapter on unity. <laughs> so let's read it. Now, some men coming down from Judea were teaching the brothers, unless you're circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. When Paul and Barnabas had a, had a big argument and debate with them, the brothers appointed Paul and Barnabas with some others from among them to go to Jerusalem to the emissaries and to the elders about this issue. So, first of all, there's a big argument, right? Second of all, uh, the issue was a big one. Who can be saved? And they figured that, look, this argument's too big for them. So they're going to go to the leadership in Jerusalem and they're going to have this discussion there. Okay. So verse three. So they were sent on their way by the Antioch community. They were passing through both Phoenicia and Samaria, describing in detail the conversion of the Gentiles. And they were bringing great joy to all the brothers and sisters. When they arrived in Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the community and the emissaries and the elders. They reported all that God had done in helping them. Paul and 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 Barnabas made their case as to what God was doing with the Gentiles. They, you know, amazing things were happening. Gentiles were getting saved, right? So this is what it says in verses three and four. But in verse five, it says, but some belonging to the party of the Pharisees who had believed stood up saying it is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the Torah of Moses. Now, from the Pharisees, we see strong disagreement, right, as to what's necessary. So how did the people react? So let's, let's look at this. And, and, and this is important if we're going to have unity, if our Congress is going to have unity, if, if we're going to have unity in our congregation. So verse 6, the emissaries and elders were gathered together to examine this issue. Okay. So that's the first thing. We've got to examine an issue. Then verse 7, after much debate, People stood up and said to them, brothers, you know that in the early days, God chose from among you uh, that by my mouth, the Gentiles should hear the message of the good news and believe. And God, who knows the heart, testified to them by giving them the Ruach HaKodesh, just as he gave it to us. He made no distinction between us and them, purifying their hearts through faith. Why then? Do you put God to the test by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear? But instead, we believe that we are saved through the grace of the Lord Yeshua in the same way as they are. So we learn from this that there was much debate. Peter gives his opinion, and then he states that we're saved by grace, just as they are. So, in effect, we don't have to make them Jews, right? So, that was his argument. Notice the next verse in verse 12. Then the whole group became silent 
and were listening to Barnabas and Paul as they were describing in detail all the signs and wonders God had done through them among the Gentiles. So here, here we are, and you got to see that the next step is to be silent and listen and be respectful and, and, and be humble. And they were patient. They, they wanted to listen to what was going on. These were the facts. Okay? So in verse 13... After they finished speaking, Jacob answered, Brothers, listen to me. Simon has described how God first showed his concern by taking from the Gentiles a people for his name. Jacob waited to speak until Paul and Barnabas were finished speaking. Wow, how unique is that? (laughs) So it says, after they finished speaking, that's when Jacob spoke. So he didn't interrupt them. He waited till they were done, and then he spoke. And then he said, the words in verse 15, the words of the prophet, prophets agree as it is written. After this, I will return and rebuild the fallen tabernacle of David. I will rebuild its ruins, and I will restore it. So the rest of humanity may seek the Lord, namely all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says Adonai, who makes these things known of old. So Jacob used scripture to prove his point. He said, we should have expected this to happen. It was in our Hebrew scriptures. It's in Amos 9, 11 and 12, Zechariah 8, 20 to 23, Daniel 9, 19, Isaiah 45, 21. Okay, so now we go to verse 19. Therefore, I judge not to trouble those from among the Gentiles who are turning to God, but to write to them to abstain from the contamination of idols and from sexual immorality and from what is strangled and from blood. For Moses, from the ancient generations, has said in every city those who proclaim him, since he is read in all the synagogues every Shabbat. And Jacob continues, and that we should not be put on a yoke of of being Jewish upon the Gentiles. However, uh, the biblical injunctions, because they also will be serving God, we should require of them. And so what were those? I just mentioned them to you. And But here's the thing, that these four things can be found in Exodus 20, 31, and 34, 15 through 17, Leviticus 3, 17, then chapter 17, 8 through 13, and Leviticus 18, 6 to 26. So this isn't a rabbinic thing. This is a, a God thing. Uh, So rather than talking from emotions, the argument used facts based on the word of God. This kind of discussion causes unity. So then in verse 22, it says, then it seemed good to the emissaries and elders with the whole community. Whoa. So guess what? Everybody was convinced. They agreed. There was agreement and unity. And then it says to choose men and so on and send them uh, um, to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. And then they sent this letter, which we see in verse 24. Since we have heard that some from among you have troubled you with words disturbing to your souls, although we gave them no such authorization, it seemed good to us 
having come to one accord. Uh, there it is again. Their letter is saying, look, we, we didn't authorize what they said, but I'll tell you right now, we've discussed it. We're in agreement. We're in unity. And so we've selected men to send to you and so on. They explain this all over again. And they explain that you would, we are only asking you to abstain uh, from things offered to idols, from blood, things strangled, and from sexual immorality. Uh, so these are the four things. And, and by keeping away from these things, you will do well, it says in Shalom. So I understand this has taken a lot of time to read Acts 15, but do you understand the tremendous respect, love, purpose, humility, all the things that went into this meeting in order to end up with unity? That's how we should go into meetings. We're not looking to prove ourselves right. We're trying to hear from God, and we do this by listening to counsel, following the word of God, and having a humble spirit. Imagine if we had disagreements and discussed them like this, where people weren't forcing their own agenda, but listening and really seeking the heart of God on a matter, uh, how things would be so different in our congregation, in our families, in our in our country, in, in our uh, of our politicians. You know, Romans 15, 5 says, now may the God who gives perseverance and encouragement grant you to be of the same mind with one another according to Messiah Yeshua. Philippians 1.27, only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news of Messiah. So what's worthy of the good news of Messiah? Then it goes on to say, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the good news. So the purpose of being one is the good news. It's our credibility to the world of non-believers, our unity, just like it says in John 17, which we talked about last week. It's all about the good news. This is our credibility. This is what they're saying. So you see how important unity was to the disciples. Do you understand how important unity is to God? Philippians 2 2, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Romans 12 16, be of the same mind toward one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Acts 2.46, and day after day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart. I know this seems like a lot of repetition, but this is God's way of getting us to understand deep in our spirit how passionate God is for unity. We're called to lift up and encourage the body of believers. We do this with our time, our efforts, our deeds, our words, and it needs to be our focus. You know, it makes me think of a few years ago, a great friend of mine, a great man of God, had a tragic and sudden accident, and he died. Prior to his death, there were disagreements going on between the organization that he represented and the organization that I represented. 
And that hindered our relationship for the, the years, the five years. And though I always kept my relationship with him, it wasn't as close as it could and should have been. And I remember inviting him and saying, okay, I don't care about this disagreement anymore. I'm going to invite you to speak at the congregation because, you know, the past five years he hadn't been doing that. And I wanted him to come because he's such a great guy. And then he passed away before that, before he came. When he died, all the sides from all the groups came together for his funeral. All were in unity. Is that what we need to come into unity? Somebody important to all of us who dies? A tragedy? Something like that? Can't we make unity a goal so that we can enjoy the life that we are living currently? How much time does the enemy steal from us and our relationships because of disagreements with our family, congregations, work people? We spend so much time arguing about the right way or this or that. It takes away from our time with those people and actually accomplishing what we're supposed to accomplish. How does a disagreement affect you and I emotionally, right? Bible study is so important and prayer is so important. And if you do these two things, you're doing a lot. However, we also need to have a time to purposely share the good news of Messiah. His love his gift to us, his atonement of our sins. Oftentimes, we don't have time because we've been arguing, discussing, considering theological differences rather than sharing the love of Messiah. Here's a suggestion on how you can be a messenger of unity for the Lord. Number one, let unity be a core value and be in unity on core values. So the, the statements of faith, we should agree on. But we, we should show liberty on all the secondary teachings, all the teachings that raise up our blood pressure because somebody disagrees with us. But we, we've, got to, we've got to show uh, freedom for other opinions. Thirdly, we should be an example of charity and love in everything we do, in every discussion. And number four, no buts. <laughs> Do you know what I mean by no buts? It means, uh, well, I understand this, but, and then you go on and, and go and then keep going and going and you get into an argument. We've got to get over these things, right? Okay, we'll talk about buts later. Next time, more butts. <laughs> it's really the end of our program. If you feel this program is valuable to you, we'd really appreciate a financial gift as you go online to heartofmessiah.org or call Karen at 813-831-5673. We'd love for you to come visit our Shoresh David locations, bring your friends, especially Jewish friends who don't know the Lord yet. And, 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 you know, we're going to call them 
pre-believers, right? So for times and locations, you can call Karen again, or you can go online at shereshtheveed.org, check out our Facebook. Uh, we uh, also do Facebook Live of services, but we'd love for you to visit. More importantly, I'd love for you to send a gift to the Ukraine. Consider that. Um, also, uh, we'd love to come to your church or Bible study and, and do a teaching there. We love to just come together in unity. So join us, would you? Let's close in a word of prayer. How good and how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. Lord, I pray your scripture, and I pray this one from 1 Corinthians 1.10. I urge you, brothers and sisters, through the name of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and in the same purpose. And so, Lord, I pray that all listening will follow your word, will grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.